we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my repeat guest is Monty Richings. We talked uh, last time a lot about his books, um, one of his latest books that he had out at the time, The Ascenders. Today, we're going to be looking at Stamp Out Your Stress and Embracing the Blend. But, uh, you know, Monty is somebody who really does know about stress because he's been a truck driver for a long time and you can imagine being on the highway and all the traffic and going through borders and everything else so, you know he knows what stress can can do but how do we manage it he uh he says we want all want and need to function the best possible way in our lives every day however there's a little obstacle that gets in the way of our optimum quality of living it's called our mind. When we learn the rules of the road, we travel prior to the seventh birthday and the most folks. Those rules never change. In fact, most people do not even know those rules can be changed. The rules are called beliefs and most prominent ones are core beliefs. The opportunity of inviting people to join in uh, through this podcast and to learn how to create beliefs and then become um, embedded in which become embedded in our memory and how to reframe them by visualization and other simple tools we know that beliefs can very much get in the way of everything he's uh, got so many books out folks um, and I encourage you to go and look at all the books right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com and also on his site uh, which we'll be talking about later and stress we've all got it we all know that we're how it doesn't matter how combi are a laid-back week be stress is going to come visiting us how do we deal with it and that is the important thing when come back monty thank you very much sarah it's always great to come back and visit with you and all the good people in uh, self-discovery uh, you know it's, it's, this is a really important piece of work that that you're doing and uh i hope i i can share in some of the glory of that too because people are, are starting to ask more and more questions about self-discovery. And my big hope for people is that they do not accept the pat answers. Mm-hmm. Because there's too much, it's, it's really too convenient out there to just accept anything and be done with it. We're going to start off with a real little trick here. This is something that I, I do for myself. And I invite all of you to to give this a try. Nature abhors a vacuum. Mm -hmm. That's nobody can argue with that. So when you ask yourself a question, what happens if you don't know the answer? The automatic answer is, I don't know. know. Right. Okay. The vacuum got answered by answering the fact that you said, I don't know. Now you go on to something else. So here's the challenge that I'm putting out to everybody. Ask yourself a question and don't let yourself answer, I don't know. And just sit with it. And it could go for a couple of weeks. I had one, I was trying to remember the name of a 
a customs broker company that also has morphed into a trucking company. That thing took me three weeks to get the answer to it, but I did not ever let it accept. I don't know. Right. And so, so what I do is I, I have, cause, cause I'm over 30. So I know what a Cardex file is. <laughs> so what I do is I have a little, I call it, I have a little processor in my head. He's, he's the manager of my Cardex file. And when I ask myself a question, I tell him, you have to get me the answer. Right. And I just leave it at that. And, and sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes three weeks. But that answer always comes to me. And especially as we start getting older, you know, the, the mm -hmm. over 30 crowd, is it, that we need to challenge our brains. Yes. And this is a great way to do it. Ask yourself questions that you that you know the answer to, but you may not just be able to get the word to come up. I mean, don't don't get you know don't don't be trying to quote the Gettysburg Address or anything like this <laughs> unless you know it. Uh, but but simple simple things. One one word answers. Ask yourself. What, you know, I don't know. Uh, I could I could tell you every time what's the, what's the bank that's on the corner of Broadway and Canby in Vancouver. It's easy on the on the, the northwest corner of it is the Royal Bank. In fact, Jim Patterson used to bank there. That, that, that's how much I know about it. All right. <laughs> so questions like this that you know the answer to, and if it doesn't come up right away, then do, do that because that's great exercise for your brain. Right. You know, it's like very often on a show, somebody's trying to remember something. Oh, God, what was that? What was that? And I said, like, just let it be. It'll come. And the thing is that the more we try and stretch the stage, we become anxious over it. And when you become anxious, yep. things shut down. Yep. When it's like, okay, I'll let it come to me. Yep. That's the invitation. And you know, yep. now your psyche, your spirit, your everything else is working to get that answer back to you. But don't but get it, in your own way. But it, but it can't give you the answer as long as your 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 system is, yes. is uptight. It's yes. got it's got to be able to let go. I was trying to do one this morning. I was trying to remember what the name of the area that, that, that South Langley's called. And I kept coming up with Willowbrook, which is the middle of Langley. Mm -hmm. and, and, and finally came up. And it, this is why it confuses me, because it's Brookswood. So the two Brooks got, got right. me in there. But it yes. took me about five minutes, and the answer came up like that and so on. So the, the, the thing to understand about this is, is and this is a, one of the things that, I, that I, I'm, I'm going to do it in my webinar that I'm going to do on, on stamp out stress is understanding what causes stress. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things that I don't understand why all these people that are so smart out there that have all these degrees in psychology and psychiatry and stuff can't, can't answer. It's a very simple question. What causes stress? The, the, the people will say, well, well, you know, the, it's when people drive too fast or when people do stupid things or, or, you know, my kids act out. No, stress is an internal process. Right. Always. Mm -hmm. What happens on the outside is a reflection of what happens on the inside. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what happens when, when you were doing my introduction, you were talking about uh, the, the, the core beliefs. And, and, and how they develop when you're a child. So what happens is in the period prior to your seventh birthday, now that's almost eight years because you do learn in utero. Yes. Uh, you yes, work in the, you learn the same way that your liver does. It, it's done chemically through mom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you learn your, 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 
basic belief systems in that period of time. And, and so what happens is the ego is the manager and the, the holder of all these belief systems that you've developed as a child. And, and, and then, so then you've got all this stuff that the, the ego runs on, that it's got its rule book because it knows when the, the day that you were five years and 11 months and 16 days, somebody did something, you fell off your bike and, and then you didn't get cuddled the right way or something that caused trauma or whatever it is. So anyway, it, it's learned that because what the ego's ambition is, is to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the ego's interpretation of what keeps you safe is based on what you learned before you were seven years old. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what happens when you get stressed out is the, the, the situation happens and your, your ego goes, oh, I recognize that situation from when you were five years, 11 months or two weeks old and I'm reacting to it the same way I did that day. Yeah. And and the but the other half of your brain is 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 going. That's not the way it's we were so supposed to be. So you've got this part over here learned how how it is according to the ego, and this part over here is saying, but I don't agree with that. And then mm-hmm. the two start fighting with each other. Yeah. And and so it's the the fighting between those two sections of your of your unconscious mind that are causing the stress. Yes. And, yeah. and, and so once you recognize that and you take ownership of the fact that I'm the one that causes the stress by the, the automatic choices that I make, now you can do something about it. Right, right. You know, when you notice that your body is tensing up and you notice that, you know, you may be even getting angry or getting frustrated uh, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're in fear, when you are in fear of the unknown, Right. What happens? We yep. go into panic. Everything crunches up. Right. And yep. when everything crunches up, the energy cannot flow within us. The clarity cannot flow within us. And the more we crunch up, the more panic we get because the answers aren't coming. Yep. And what happens is the, the mind then goes into, yes, but what if this happened? What if that happened? Oh, this could go this way. This could go that way. And the next thing you know, you have hysteria yep. and all rational, logical has gone out the window altogether. No, so and at that time, I, it is, that's the time to take the breath, right? Oh, I'm getting tense. I'm getting anxious here. Take the breath. Do a few good cleansing deep breaths, which yep. aligns your chakra, allows the energy to come through you. And then you can pose that question out there. Okay, you know, what is it I need to know in this moment? Yeah. Now, while you're talking about the breath, this is one of the things that I've noticed with most people. Uh, and it's one of the things I wanted to talk about today. You probably know how to do this. So right, right now, take, take a deep breath. What are you moving when you take a deep breath? Um, take another no, deep breath and, and watch. Uh, well, I'm moving the energy, but I'm moving the lungs, but my boobs go up because the lungs are filling. <laughs> That's right. And so you're not breathing properly. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Well, the yes. diaphragm meant to be from the stomach, right? The diaphragm. That's right. Yes. In order to breathe properly, your stomach has to, to move. Extend. Yeah. Yes. Because what, what happens is inside the lungs, there are three different sections of the lungs. And when you're only breathing so that your boobs go up and down, 
I, my, my boobs are really flat. <laughs> and, um, the, when, when, when you're only breathing from your lungs, you're only clearing the top two layers of the lungs. Right. In order to clear the, the bottom of your lungs, which is where the toxins lie, yeah. you have to move your abdomen. Right. And that's not just for deep breathing. That's for all breathing. breathing. Yes. yes. How do you expect to maintain a clear head and a calm a disposition if if you're not getting all 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 this stuff out of your lungs? Right. Right. And you know the the thing about the lungs isn't just like the oxygen of of our entire existence, but yes. it is as you said by breathing deeply right down to the very core, aligning the chakras, aligning the body, really breathing in deep, and then letting it yes. go. You yes. are letting out the toxins. You are letting out the doubt. You are letting out the fear. Uh, and you can then just have that clear mind. Okay, I, I don't know what I need to know right now, but I'm open to receive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other day, I don't know what was going on. It was fairly early in the morning, but uh, all I know is something happened and I'm, I'm an, I mean, I'm a Scorpio rabbit. What do you want? We're, we're uh, nerves and emotions uh, embodied. Uh, I'm a Libra and, and balance all the time. What's that? <laughs> You're a busy balancing everything. I'm the Libra, well, that, the Libra yes. My poor son yeah. is three minutes into Scorpio, so he's a Libra scorpion. So <laughs> he's always trying to balance everything. Absolutely. My, my rising is actually Libra, so I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So so what, I don't know what happened, but I went sideways, and, and I went into fight-or-flight mode. Mm-hmm. And, and my breathing was really fast and shallow, and my heart was beating all over the place. And, and as soon as I recognized it, I said, this is not okay. I need to stop this. So this is the procedure that I do. Are you familiar with, with, with what's called square breathing? I don't know if you describe it. I'll probably know. Okay. So, so what you do is on the count of four, mm-hmm. you do uh, take a deep breath in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold out for four. And you just keep repeating that. Breathe in for four. Hold in for four, breathe out for four, hold out for four. And just keep repeating that. And focus, keep your mind on the count. Yes. And and that's the trick to it. Because if you're focusing on one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you haven't got time to think about yes. what it was that, that you were stressed out about. Right. And so it took me on the outside two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I got myself calmed back down again. I dealt with the situation and carried on. Right. We're reactionary creatures by nature. Yes. And, and, this and is, that's what makes us wonderful. But, but at the same time, if we paused and took a breath before we reacted, yes. we wouldn't react with the anger or the accusatory or the, you know, the bashing that we do so very well. Yes. Um, we wouldn't step in straight into the negative. Now, you can hold a situation accountable or somebody accountable for something, but how you do it is going to be based, you know, will provide the results. And if your reactionary is to slice and dice and tear someone down, you know, you're not going to gain many results that way. But if you've taken the breath and you're centered and you can address something, I'm sorry, I disagree with that, or I don't like the way that was said or done. You're addressing the problem without attacking the person. Yes. Yes. When, when, when I originally wrote em, Embracing the Blend, uh, this would be 2006, I guess it is. Um, 
I, I channel these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtually all the books I've written are all channeled. And as I was writing it, I was given this phrase. And at first, it, only, it was only two sentences. Then later, I was given a third one. And the two, the two sentences said, we are born into safety. Mm-hmm. And then we were trained out of it. Yes. And then the third sentence came along later, said, now it's the time to return. And that's the whole basis of, of what I write about and speak about. And now I'm going to do workshops about. And I'm sure it's basically what you're working on, too. So basically what it means when we talk about being in safety is that in the, the design, when God designed us, he designed us to be safe. It's called true safety. And what you're talking about is when you get into an altercation, and you 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 stop and you take a breath and and you you choose to stay calm. Mm-hmm. You're staying in safety. Yeah, yes. it's it's what Eckhart Tolle talks about of being the power of now, mm-hmm. staying in the now. You cannot be in the now if you're all whacked out on emotions. No, and we've got to understand that those emotions can build on each other and build up to a hurricane that is no longer, we don't remember what started it, but we're yeah. so caught up in that hurricane that it's turned to hate and bitterness and everything else. And uh, that dis-ease that's within our whole psyche and body now can cause disease. Yes, so, you know, absolutely. There, there, there's always a price to pay for everything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, be careful and, and, which and, price and you want. Where, where, where I believe that we are coming to in the... Um, the development of of society now and the the, the headspace of mankind and yes I'm saying mankind not humankind mm-hmm. mankind uh, is, is that we are being offered the opportunity to realize that we can be so much greater and yes. more amazing than we are oh, and God, yes. and the way that we're going to do that is by recognizing exactly what we're talking about here is learning how to stand in the true safety the true self of who we are and and recognize when we as human beings go and play these funny little games but we need to take ownership for the yeah. fact that we spazzed out and right. say you know what Maybe I could really have done that better, mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn how to do that. And so we're, we're out there, you and I and thousands of others are out there saying, look, we've got a new toolkit for you. Come on and try it out. You, yeah. You'll be yeah. way happier, have way more fun. Use your emotions for what they're for. They're for the spice of life. Yes. They're, 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 not, to, they're not to cause meltdowns. No. You know, I was looking at the word happiness in a conversation I had the other day, and it's like, um, you know, everybody thinks that happiness, are they worthy of happiness? Uh, can they be happy? Or are they being self-indulged? And you, you look at a, a newborn, you know, because I have an 18-month-old grandson, yeah. and you look at that child, and they're just pure love. Mm-hmm. And they feel safe in our arms or in our care. And they are just love and exploration and wonderment and adventure. And yep. there's so much to learn from a child or a puppy or anything that is young. Yep. They don't know the difference between hate or fear or anything. If they are afraid of a situation, it's something that is out of, obviously, the, the control. And that is up to us and how we teach them to deal with that. Uh, because they're going to have some situations in their lives. But, you know, did, uh, do we question that they're love? Do we question that they're happy? Do we question that they're worthy? 
Of course they're worthy. Of course they should be yeah. happy. Of course they should be this bundle of love. At what point do we turn that page and make it something different? And education is one. Yeah. Right? The education yeah. is you're no longer allowed to be that beautiful identity of who you are. You must conform. Yeah. You, you no longer will you be valued unless you have these grades. You will no longer be accepted in society unless you have these amount of likes and friends. And we're the ones that are dictating the value of people through these false illusions rather well, than and, just and, embracing that love and keep nurturing and feeding that love. And, and, and it's also about how children learn uh, about life by interacting in that before seven-year-old mm. part there. How do mom and dad get along? Did, yes. are, are mom and dad real with each other? Do mom and dad fight all the time? Uh, did, how, how do you get along with your siblings and so on like that? Um, what, what, one of the chapters in Embracing the Blend well, uh, uh, is called Love is Not Your First Priority. And if you think about it, the, the child that you're talking about, that child did not have to go looking for love. No. That child did not have to figure out what love was. Love is innate within yes. us. What, but what How happens is, okay? <laughs> How do we ignite it for those that have been conditioned out of it? How well, do they that's go what back to igniting it again? Yeah. So, so what, what happens is, as the child progresses through the first eight years of, of their life, the way that they experience their life is how they come to know love. Yes. So if mom and dad are, are a couple of drunks and they're fighting at each other all the time and all that sort of stuff, that child comes to understand that's what love is about. And they will likely they'll either emulate that or they'll go to exactly to the opposite of that when they get older. But the, 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 the thing that is absolutely most important for, for children to understand, for all of us to understand, is our first priority is safety. Mm -hmm. Do you feel when, safe when, to love? <laughs> that's right. If you learn to live in true safety, what we've been talking about, we can express the love that is within yeah. us in a more pure form than if we constantly, I grew up in a very, very abusive uh, family. I'm third child of four. My, my father was provided great fodder for learning. And I spent the majority of my childhood in my bedroom because it was the only place that was reasonably safe. Mm -hmm. And I carry that into my, into my adult life. I yes. recognize it very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And I got off the luckiest because I was third kid. And, 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 and so my mission is because I recognize from, I wasn't very happy with the way that I, that I did my childhood, but I wanted to take the lessons that I learned in my childhood and help other people to I, I can't help what other people go through yeah. but I can help them How to be able to understand yeah. that they can move out of it and, and, yes. and look at life differently right I mean just just because your parents did it or your grandparents did it or this did it doesn't mean you have to repeat the same programming the program yes. was inefficient in its first place it was unproductive it was unkind so well, that's human beings involved Right. So that programming <laughs> is something that's not serving because you just look at what it's done for the past generations. So yeah. one has to recognize there's a pattern here that is repeating and you're, it's subliminal. 
So you're yeah. unknowing it. And you've yeah. got to really stop and kind of look, um, you know, um, am I repeating my family? And I made a very conscious difference to raise my children very differently to the way I was raised. My mother pointed that out. You, you've raised your children the way you wanted to be raised because I was in my room a lot ignored, but I was sick. So yeah. I was kept in my room and I'd get breakfast, lunch and dinner. But other than that, I was pretty well on my own as I remember. Yeah. And so I understand that it was the safe space. Um, but the patterning, we think we're changing. I thought by marrying my, my ex-husband, by doing this and doing that and doing this, that I was going to do life differently. And I found that there were some things that I was doing exactly the same. They yeah. just, it was the same programming, just re reflecting itself in a, in a different color. And it took a while to realize, gosh, that programming is still in me. I yeah. do have to get rid of it because it's my nemesis that's constantly in the way of my growth. And, and, the, and the thing that's really important in that process too, Sarah, is that, a, first of all, recognizing that you don't like the, the programming that's going on. And secondly, it's not just getting rid of it. Again, nature abhors a vacuum. You cannot get rid of a, a dysfunctional belief system without replacing yes. it with something else. Yes, you you have and repetition, to, you have to... repetitiveness on the new function so that it overrides the old programming. Because yeah. that old programming has really got its claws into you. It's been there in your DNA for a long time. So yeah. the repetitive, positive new programming has to be repetitive and consistent in its repetition to be able to kind of Pac-Man the old programming and override it. Yeah. And, and one, one of the key things about that, that to do, too, is to recognize how do you how do you get your power? Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 the um, the Celestine Prophecy yes. is, a, is a great book for, that talks about the, the, how people do their their power games. And, and so if, if you're a kind of a person that has to be in control of everybody yeah. or are you kind of person that's submissive and so on, those are all power games. And, and, and it's important to recognize how one does those sort of things and to say, you know what, I don't have to do that. Right. Recognize that we are all powerful just by the very fact that we exist. Yes. Yeah. It's what we do with those energies, like from the Celestian Prophecy is that when you pour that positive energy on that, everything will grow in abundance, yeah. right? Yeah. And with the, the negative energy, it will shrivel up and die. Yeah. And it's that we are energy. Everything about us is energy. Everything that we touch, this world, this universe, what goes through is our particles. Everything is energy and it yeah. can be measured. And the higher we go up in our frequency of that energy, the more we're going to live in that peace, in that love, in that purpose, and in that clarity, but yeah. it is raising those energies and those frequencies up to a higher level that overrides and, the negative. And, and, and a really important part of the process of that too is is give yourself a break. Yes, R recognize that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could have done that better, but I didn't. And, and just let it be that that it, it, there's so many people believe that they have to be perfect. Well, you know what? If you're perfect, they hang you on a cross. So, right. It, the, it's really there's, there's another word I love, which somebody came up with a few years ago, and I use to speak to a great deal. We're all flawsome. 
<laughs> and there I isn't like one single human being that hasn't got a flaw of some kind. But mm. when we embrace that flaw and look at it as a gift of learning or a gift of character in a certain way, we become awesome, right? Yeah. It's that, yeah. um, you know, imperfection, um, I'm perfection. Uh, you know, it's we can have a perfect moment. We can have a perfect day. We can be perfect in that moment as a person for another. But that doesn't mean we're overall perfect. It's right. just a perfect moment. And we will look for those moments. Ah, perfection. And, and, and who the heck wants to be perfect anyway? How boring. Yeah. <laughs> How boring, really, seriously. Absolutely. I mean, what do we learn from that? We don't. Yeah. You know, we yeah. learn from our struggles, from our strife, from our challenges in life. They're yeah. willing to go through the process. They're willing to recognize what's holding me back. What do I need to do to move forward? But without dictation of what you think you should be. Yeah. Rather than it, allowing yourself to grow to who you really are. One of the things that I, I've really been coming to terms with over the last while in, in my meditations and my writing and so on, too, is recognizing the, um, the, the, the we, 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 most of us tend to live in our heads. Mm. And, and what we're being asked to do now is to learn how to live in our bodies. Now, there's, there's a technique I want to show you how to do. Uh, are, are you familiar with the, the there's, there's a seven major chakras in the body? Yes. Okay. I, are you familiar with the nine chakra system? Um, I have heard of it, though I don't remember it. Okay. So the, the nine chakra system uses the seven of the body. Mm -hmm. And our, our energy field is about four feet around us, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a chakra right about here. That's about 18 inches above your head. It's called the star chakra. Mm -hmm. That is the main chakra that, that is yours. That's outside of the body. The ninth chakra is the same distance away, but it's below your feet and it's called the earth chakra. Okay. So, so what, ha what happens? And th this is a little fun little technique that I was given. Um, when we get caught up in our heads, what happens is the, the, uh, the, the, Crown chakra is right here. Okay, so anybody that's not familiar with chakras and so on, the, the crown chakra is related to, it sits in the pituitary gland, which is the master gland of your, your endocrine system. It basically runs your body. Mm -hmm. So what where, where that sits, when, when a baby is born, the, the, the skull it sits like this, and, and the, that top part is called the soft spot, and it's open. And so what happens is that, that that's when you're born, your, your soul actually comes through the top of your head and enters through the pituitary gland and fills up your body. So and then seven or eight months, whatever it is later, it closes up, your skull closes up and you no longer have that soft spot. But the crown chakra is here. So what happens is when you when you get caught up in your head, the crown chakra closes. So And so it makes a neat little container here. So basically, you're now running from your crown chakra to the, the T2 is the, uh, the, the if, you, if you feel the back of your neck on your backbone, the, the, there's one uh, vertebra that sticks out yes. just below your neck. That's the T2. So that's where you become. You're now in monkey mind. So in, in order to, to get out of this, what you do is take your, your first, well, the first two, your thumb and your first finger like this. Okay, and pretend you got a little piece of yarn in here. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna knit a little. No, first first like this. Oh, right. uh, okay, yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna knit, knit a little hat for ourselves. So put put, put your hand, your hand like this, right hand 
clockwise. Now, you have to forgive me. I'm left-handed, so I have no idea where clockwise is. And, 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 and just go around like this half a dozen times. Okay. And then when, when you're done, just take the end of that little piece of yarn and go boop like this and connect it to the star chakra. Right. Oh, you didn't go. You didn't go poop. I did. I did a quiet poop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's always good to have a quiet poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can, can, do you feel anything happening in your body when you did that? Um. Yes, actually, with, with the head is uh, warmth. Okay. And did you feel anything go down into your body? Um, I live in that state of that openness all the time. Anyway, because I actually am not okay. very good at staying in my head. That's where oh, my, my nemesis. Um, yeah. But that, that was something, you know, for, for me, I was born that way and yeah. then conditioned out of that way. Um, I, I am dyslectic. I've only had six or seven years of schooling and I was always told how unacademic I am. And Lucky that, you. And that I, yeah, and that I would never rise up to anything so for many many years my self-worth was I am less than because I don't have these degrees or that piece of paper but my life experience showed me that as you talked about through channeling going through your books I channel the wisdom that the universe gives me that then you know comes through my soul goes into my heart into truth lifts my spirit into action and my mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it so I allow I, I am that blank canvas so I don't well, you, let my intellect lucky. get in the way because yeah. I'm not at all academic. Any intellect I have is soul into intellect rather than academic intellect. That's a good way to be. I like that. And, and so, so, so what, what you're going to feel for, for those of you who aren't so lucky is, is for me, when I do that, I, I automatically feel a kind of a cool chill go down the back of my neck. And then I find myself more consciously sitting in the chair I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, because it opened the, up the, the channel, so the energy is coming through the, the star chakra, the crown chakra, down through the body, and I sit, and, and now I'm sitting in in myself better. Yeah. And so, when when, when I get my find myself being caught up, mm-hmm. stop, t- take some deep breaths, do the square breath yes. if, if, if you can, and and then just do this. And you you can visualize doing that. You don't have to actually yeah. physically do it. If you're sitting in the bus with a bunch of people there, if you're concerned about people looking at you and thinking you're weird for doing that, then just or visualize you, doing or it. Or you can do it and people can ask what you're doing and you can educate them. There we go. If you're brave <laughs> enough to do that. <laughs> yes. And you could do that as often as you want until you get yourself down to the condition where you want to be. Right. That's yes. the, 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 the thing with it, and, and, I, and I know you're going to agree with me on this, that the whole process of self-discovery is to make it practical. Usable. Yes. You Usable. Know, we, the thing is, is that a lot of people, when we talk about spirituality or being intuitive, they think that it is abstaining and rising oh. above not using the body. No, it is, it is the wisdom on knowing how to use the intellect, how to use the body, how to step into a productive state of being yes. wisely. Yes. Wisely the, with the right knowledge to apply. It isn't uh, there is your spirit out of body and here is your body. It is there is your beautiful spirit knowing how to use the body yes. in a productive, knowledgeable way. The we, we, as far as we know at this point, we have four levels of consciousness in our in our bodies. They are the physical, the mental, and the emotional are the first three. And those are the ones we're trained to use. 
And, and and as soon as you mention the fourth one, spiritual, people automatically think, oh, I, I don't want to. I, I, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't do religion. It's not um, religion. No, <laughs> That's I, I have a picture of <laughs> the, the, the PowerPoint that, uh, that I put together for my, my, my workshop that I'm going to do. I have a picture of a little girl smelling a flower. Mm-hmm. That is spiritual. Yeah, because it's connection. It's connection. It's connecting you to the greater source. Yes. So, so the the the, four, the fourth level spiritual has always been functioning uh, in 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 our being as part of us. But what's happened is because we've been taught not to recognize our yeah. spiritual aspects, it has had to go covert uh, uh, to do its work, and often ends up creating illness because of it. Because that's the only way it can get any attention. Mm-hmm. So what we are being told now is to we need to give equal recognition to our spiritual side. Go hug a tree, smell a flower, recognize that you and I have a bond together because we are part of the universe yes. and we are human beings sharing the road. Where in there did anybody say anything about going to church or, or yeah. repenting or whatever like that? No. Nothing no. to do and, with and it. if you really want to know the best form of healing, because I've had people say to me, but I want to love, I want to heal, but I don't know how. And I was and I was say just simply pay attention. Yes. Pay attention to the wind rustling through the leaves, because the leaves are speaking to you. Pay attention to the water of the ocean on the shore as it washes up. Pay attention to a child's laughter, a puppy yeah. dog chasing a stick. If yeah. you cannot find a smile out of that if you can't have that moment out of that then you're not being connected most of the time people don't step into their spirit they've been disconnected because they've been told they've got to live this human academic way rather than this uh, the spiritual uh, wisdom way and they don't know how to merge the two together when you let go of assumption of dictation of conditioning and you just step into nature step into the love of life it could be music could be art could you be dancing you could be singing you could just be immersing yourself into nature you are allowing yourself to become without those restraints and without those restrictions yes and 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 when you when you move into your body you learn to allow and it's what part of the process you do you learn to let the communication systems that are inherent in your body through your chakras to give you information that you were ignoring before. Yes, yes definitely. And, and, and that's a large part of why people get sick is because they're not listening to what their body's telling them. Mm-hmm. When you feel pain, don't go take an Advil. Right. Stop and ask yourself, what is the pain about? Go to that pain. Mm-hmm. Sit quiet and ask the pain. What is it about? And, yeah. and you know, so the, and, and then okay. When, once you've communicated with you, you, you may take an Advil or whatever like that. But find out why is your body acting the way it is. What is it trying to tell you? And is it something as simple as maybe going for a walk or taking those deep breaths and recentering yourself? Maybe it's just calming down for the moment so the pain. It is calm, you know, calms down. If the pain is still there, then it's an indication of something different. But you know, don't address it with panic. You know, yeah, address absolutely. it calmly. You know, you know, just thinking about how many people 
who have been made disabled, who have become incredibly spiritual. It does not mean by being spiritual that you're never going to be sick or you'll never have any problems. That's right. What it does mean is that you're going to be able to partner with your with your health problems like I have. And you learn how to listen, how to uh, nurture and how to support one another. And there's always a reason behind something. And sometimes it's to inspire others and sometimes it's to slow you down. I think in my case, calm my energy down because otherwise it's too much for people. So it, there's always a reason for something. And if you look at something, the hand you've been dealt that's maybe led you with an illness or disability or some obstruction that you're having to live with always, don't look at it as a punishment. Don't look at it as you're less than. Don't look at it as you can't be spiritual because of it. Yes, you can, because it is indeed that spiritual energy that will help you go through it and find other ways. As somebody pointed out beautifully, differently abled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another part, I agree with what you're saying, but and another aspect of that too is a lot of times in, uh, in dysfunctional situations is who sold you the goods? Yes. Yes. And why are you buying? Yeah. Why are you buying this? Yeah. And, and, and if anybody told you that God's punishing you, you really need to look at your perspective of what you think God is about. Well, I mean, that is pretty evident what we're seeing in, in a lot of religions, especially in America right now. Um, I actually remember having a religious person on talking about God, and I made the statement that God is love, and love is God, and that, that is knowingly we cannot hurt anyone else. To do so would be to hurt ourselves, and he disagreed. And for him, love was about conditions, about restrictions, and I thought, not the God I know. Because the God wants us to be completely open and a beautiful essence of light that shines yeah. bright, that is loving and caring and expends themselves out. God isn't the punisher. He put our ego, he put our fear, and he put our um, dictators in place to punish us unreasonably. Um, it isn't God that does that because that energy doesn't know how to do that. That's right. Yeah. The, 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 the problem that I, that I found with it, it was that so, so, uh, somewhere in the Bible, it says something about uh, man was created in the image of God. And what they've done is they've turned that around and created this anthropomorphic God that God has created in the image of man. So they've got this guy sitting in a chair up in the sky there right. and with, with, you know what, I, uh, excuse my French, but uh, I always tell them, I say, um, I already had one asshole for a father. I don't need another one. Thank you very much. I like the universal God because if I'm being punished for something, it's probably because I'm creating the punishment. Yes. It's got nothing to do with God. Yes. It's our own guilt, right? And and one of the biggest things um, is we go and do something based on the information we have in the moment. And it could be a knee-jerk reaction. It could be a situation we just don't know how to get out of. We haven't taken the breath. We've all done things and all been places, right? Yes. The thing is, is to forgive yourself. Yes. I've been writing my memoir and I had a conversation with my son where he kind of talked about certain scars that he has from the upbringing with his father and I with our dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the scars that that we incur or that we we put on others. Um, it doesn't come from a place of us wanting to punish someone. 
it comes from a place of our own punishment or lack of forgiveness of self or just a lack of knowledge of how to do something in that time Absolutely. and you yeah. can't undo the past you know I had to really look at that when I wrote that chapter and you know had to look at that is that I am sorry if if I let you down but you you have to know that the love was always there but maybe the way of, of um dealing with certain situations wasn't good enough and that's part of life's learning curve right yeah parents are people too and they they exactly. they have lear learning processes to, yeah. uh, as well um one of the things i wanted to mention too uh, in in the line of the religious thing before we wrap up uh is that one of one of the things that you know, if, if the church thing is, is for you, great. I support yes. you in doing that. That's where your learning is. Um, heaven and hell are not places. They're states of being. Absolutely. And, uh, do, and it's here, know, right on earth. You could be in heaven absolutely. or you can create your own hell. Yeah. And, and, and do, you know, do you know who the devil actually is? The voice and is and our ego inside. It's our egos exactly. It's the 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 Bible's way way of talking about the ego. It's interesting though that when when you look at pictures of the Christian artists have painted of the devil, do you know who who they, who they're painting? And I, I've never been able to figure out why they would ever think that. It's the god Pan. Okay, why? Pan, Pan is the god of nature. So why has nature become the devil? You have because to ask it's the religious honest and true. Uh, I mean, nature is honest and true to itself. It does not lie. And it never varies. And it never varies. It may, you know, we get hotter, we get colder, we get floods, we get this and that. But nature, you can see everything come to death in winter. Yeah. And then yeah. spring, everything comes back to life because that is nature. It That's never right. truly dies. Uh, when it looks and appears to be dead on the surface, just means it's rerouting and re-nurturing at the roots. Yeah. We just don't see that. And yeah. that is, I think, if we could treat ourselves seasonally and know that there's a certain time period for going in and looking at oneself, reflection, uh, planning, you know, of a direction that you want to go in so that you can spring into action come springtime and blossom. Absolutely, yeah. Live, live, live within the the, the the energies of of nature and the the whole total consciousness of, of the universe itself, and realize that we're all one. And it's yes. not just us; it's everything. The, the, but it's how, also how, what what we bring to it, right? I mean, we're yes. all one, and a lot of people will look at if we're all one, then I don't really, you know. I'm a part of the Borg collective. No, what we're saying is, as, as I draw the analogy of, is that we're here to discover what our beautiful instrument is, what our beautiful yes. gift is, learn how to play it, play it well, and then join our orchestra where yes. we can play individually and collectively harmoniously together. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And that's why I created the website Power for You, Power for Me. Mm -hmm. But by, by helping other people be, see their, yes. their power makes me more powerful. Makes that orchestra just create a symphony that resonates out in, in beautiful invitation, right? Because the more you're willing to come together in your own strength, in your own beautiful light, the more yeah. you can collectively create and expand on that love, right? 
Yeah. So what we've just figured out is Le- Leonard Bernstein is God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the poets, the artists, the the singers, all the performers, they they sing about this all the time, and we kind of listen to a love song, or we listen to you know, all you need is love, da 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 da, and we think it's just a song, but no. It isn't. It's actually a lesson. All we do need is love. But before you're seeking love outside, because that love outside is validation, it's not love. Yeah. When you become the love inside, you are the love. Yeah. You do the love. You're not doing anything else. You're you're being it. And you're resonating everywhere. And you will attract that love vibration to you. And and recognize that the love that you are are now working in is universal love. It's it's not sexual love or anything else. It's universal, the collective love. Yes. I I have another genre called um, um, Central Expressions. And, you know, it is about using all of our senses. And when we tap into all of our senses and we're in tuned in it we are expressing from that connection of being yes it can be perceived as sexual and that and that and it can even lead into sexual expression for certain people but it is about being in tuned to our senses allowing everything the touch the taste the feel the hold the the love the wind the rain the being alive being alive because your senses are in tune. You yes. haven't shut them down out of fear. Yeah. You know, you feel safe yeah. in those senses because you yeah. know those senses are keeping you alive, keeping Absolutely. you in a state of love and keeping you in, in a state of beautiful exuberance. Absolutely perfect. So you've got um You've got many books here. So is, and I know that you're going to be in January putting a course together, a webinar, where you're going to be talking more about uh, from one particular book, which I've just got to go to your book cover there. Uh, That one will be more the honey glasses. (laughs) (laughs) So that one be more embracing the blend. Yeah, it'll have the new the new cover uh, on it, but it'll be uh, titled the same. And so, yeah, uh, I expect that'll be out in, in January. I'm just having the cover replaced right now. Right. Yeah. And, so uh, we'll do that one. And which you're going to be taking in, into more of a workshop webinar type uh, format. Yeah. And the yeah, stamp I, out I'm the stress to... incorporating that in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be doing a number of different uh, uh, webinars. I'm going to do some free workshops uh, uh, on managing stress. Uh, just as, as to sort of a way of getting myself introduced into the webinar market. Right. And then I'll be doing some other ones on various aspects of getting to know yourself, getting to how, how, how to, how to live in your body. Yeah. And, yes. and so the, those ones, are the, there, there'll be a fee for those ones. But for now, I just want to get out and get people breathing properly, drinking lots of water and, and, and smelling roses. Yes. And, you know, you're talking about how to live in your body. I mean, this actually was my challenge as a very spiritual being. I found it very, very difficult of living in my body and living amongst Mm -hmm. human people because I couldn't understand why so many people, you know, uh, inflict pain on one another or on themselves. And so it became my conflict for a long time of, um, you know, of the persecution you get as a spiritual person in the body. And so that was my journey of life this time was for me to come back to being a human, well, spiritual human. 
um, and allowing that human connection of it again, because I had it right in the beginning and I lost it for a few lifetimes. And that's so, the connection so, so, you want to have. That's right. So, so many of us that have chosen the spiritual path mm-hmm. find it very difficult being on this planet. But yes. the truth of it is, is that we cannot accomplish anything mm-hmm. if we're not in our body. Because that, yes. the body is the connection to being on this planet. Right, exactly. Um, it is not only the connection to the planet, but when we bring the spirit into the human body, it, it, it is so much more far-reaching than just being the spirit because not everybody can connect into it. Not everybody can channel it. They're needing the human yeah. essence to be the invitation, to be the inspiration. And it's open way, up that channel. And it's way more fun. It is. You know that. <laughs> You know, it's uh, the spirit can't eat chocolate cake, but <laughs> we can. <Yay! laughs> we can. <laughs> and, it, and again, that is into the senses. You can just yes. shove a chocolate cake in your mouth or you can taste the chocolate and really let the senses feel it and nourish it and enjoy yeah. it. And it's I think it's also living in a life of, you know, gratitude, attitude, yeah. you know, of being thankful for what you got, even the, the bad things that happen to you, because the universe is always giving you the skills and the knowledge to, through either other people or directly channeled to you in order to understand what it is you're meant to do with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and just appreciating <laughs> life around you and looking at the awe. I, 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 of course, living in the lower mainland here, we have airplanes going on over, mm-hmm. to, over, over all the time. And I stop and I look up there and think about how many thousands of people had to work on the concept to get that plane to be able right. to do what it does yes and i look and at, look at all the everything. people where are you going i hope you have a wonderful trip yeah you know, absolutely maybe a great adventure for you you know because yeah. uh it's if we we've stepped into i'm annoyed by everything right i'm angry at everything this isn't yeah. fast enough this isn't this this isn't that we've become complainers yeah now if you step outside of your whining and you're complaining. And this is one of the exercises I used to do. I used to have people write down in a column everything they didn't like about their life. And then write down in another column everything they did like. Then I would say to them, which one are you feeding? Yep. That one may be a shorter, but that one is longer because you're feeding it. Don't you want to change it around? And that comes into that repetitive practice that you were talking about, that yeah. reprogramming, yeah. Uh, the affirmations that you need to say, that you need to do, uh, that you need to be to become, yeah. right? So yeah. what we feed is what's going to grow, folks. So if it's growing weeds, right, instead of roses, that's because you're, you have fed the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. It's self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you might discover, oh, I don't really like who I have been or who I am at this moment. That doesn't mean you have to persecute yourself, tour and quarter or anything else. It That's just right. means it's an invitation to become something different, become yeah. something more authentic. Yeah. Because probably what you are is what society dictated you to be. And you realize that that's false. That's a lie. So in your self-discovery, just to who you are, what beautiful, flawsome essence of a person you really are. And willing to take that journey and you then become that beautiful light that you really are you then can shine bright for others absolutely 
how do Let's people go. get the books? How do they there get the go. books and how do they find you? Uh, if, 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 if you go onto Amazon, you, uh, just uh, Monty C. Richings, R-I-T-C-H-I-N-G-S. All my books are on there. I am expanding from there, but uh, at this point, they're all on Amazon. Uh, and I make. Uh, you can also go through my website, PowerfulYouPowerfulMe.com. All the links are in there. Uh, and there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, there's some really good videos on my Powerful You, Powerful Me that are good for stress management and, and for learning how to center yourself in your body. It's a, uh, I put it together as a really good resource uh, website. And, you know, that's the start, isn't it? That's the start. They're learning how to breathe, you know, how to, as you said, methodically count so that there is that, that, that circle of a rhythm. Yeah. that is happening and you're concentrating so much on that rhythm that everything else drops by the wayside as the body just calms down and then yeah. you look at what you got stressed out about and go why you can only focus on one thing at a time yeah exactly. that's simple it's the way the human mind works yes so focus on the something that's going to be beneficial to you and Absolutely. just let it go even if you know uh, there's a hurricane all around you you, what you want to do is get to the center of the eye and drop down so that you're not a part of it anymore. And that Absolutely. means removing yourself from the situation. And that means concentrating on the breath, on the gratitude, on the presence. And then you will drop out of that hurricane. Absolutely. Right on. Right on. Great having you back here again. You have Thanks, to come sir. back in the new year with all your webinar things where we can share about that, what's okay. happening with everyone. And uh, he's got all the resources there, folks. Remember, he said he channeled these books. This is a combination of wisdom and knowledge that's been put together. Uh, we all are asking the word how. Okay, yeah, you say I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And all right, the breathing is the first step. But well, how else do I do it? Well, that's why he's written the books. Uh, it's, it. it's showing you the how. And remember, you have to participate in your own life. You have to be integrative in your own life. People aren't doing things for you. They're showing you how you can do it for yourself. And then Absolutely. there is your cheerleader, your guider, and your nurturer. So get hold of Monty, read his books, and we will let you know when his uh, webinar and teachings are coming up in January. And uh, just keep on keeping on because there's so much more to you than you've allowed yourself to be. Thank you, Monty. Thanks, Sarah. Until next time, folks. Bye Thank you. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment.